In literary news, Random House Publishing will be releasing Michael's much-anticipated first book, Testicles and Tentacles, One Man's Path to Romance, later this month to commemorate National Clean Your Virtual Desktop Day. Well, if you wanted honesty, you've come to the wrong place. This is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. And we welcome you back to another horrific edition. Another terrifying installment, if you will, in our trip down the rabbit hole of October. Did you like the new intro? Oh yeah, it it tickled me in all the appropriate places on my taint. Very spooky. I really... Well, one, because if the listeners don't know, that was mine. I made that. It took me 10 minutes, and it sounds like it. Uh, Ouch! Uh, I was going to say, there is, there's absolutely no bass on it, though. Uh, there is no drop. It is it is just a, a tease, and yeah. I, I need more from you. Um, I am now working on our official theme, uh, okay. our own intro music. And it's just, it's strange because I don't make beats as you can very well hear from from what I, I sent you guys, that I wear creepy them. xylophony effect. I just loved too much to to let go. Um. So anyway, how are you guys doing? I am living the dream, friends. Yeah, you're a houseplant now. That's what they tell me. <laughs> I don't even know what year it is. It's twenty. Yeah, I mean, when do you ever? <sighs> and it's been twenty twenty for seven years. That it has. Uh, well, since we're on the subject of all things spoopy, uh, uh, do you gentlemen have an update as to what your uh, viewing pleasure has been for the month thus far? Because I do. Well, I watched and I finished In the Tall Grass, and I, I let Michael know that it's fun just for like a once over for, mm. for a horror movie. Um, but I hated every single character and there was no redeeming like writing to make them engaging to be around. Like I found myself rooting for the villain multiple times of like, yeah, these they're idiots. But then also mm-hmm. the writing is really, really lazy. Um, so I'm, I'm curious because it's a Joe Hill and Stephen King. Or it's based on something they wrote. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering how much just got lost in translation or maybe it's like one of those weird books um that just isn't easy to put to screen um well my feel it's the same sort of feeling that i had um i haven't seen the movie i don't really intend to to be completely candid i fair. there you are times when it. i'm i'm perfectly fine with the literary alone uh, but uh it's like pet cemetery where i said the circumstances of the story are riveting enough that i would soldier through it but i didn't like who the characters were as people and didn't relate to them. So it's, that is something that does happen in King stuff from time to time. That's exactly what I said to John when he said that I was like, well, it is a Stephen King and Joe Hill because as as soon as he said, none of the characters were redeemable. I immediately thought of pet cemetery. So I said, maybe that could be just the point 
is that none of these characters are really like interesting or not even interesting but likable enough to really like take that plane i think they were just really boxy like they it felt like that um that episode of south park where it's the the cartoon wars and it's um it's essentially the the, ep- the episode arc where they just shit on family guy okay uh, and they show how a family guy episode is written and it's uh, an orca whale uh in this big tank that uh three little balls like in um was like bingo or uh Jeff- okay what fucking show am I thinking about? Anyway, uh, so three balls pop down, each with a different item. Okay. And the orca picks the three balls, and that's how they do all the cutaway gags on Family Guy. I have seen so, that. Mm-hmm. So that's what the characters reminded me of, is like a little shuffle play on character stereotypes, and then, boom, dropped in. I mean, in in general, in many of the horror films that we encounter these days as a genre-specific thing, you do somewhat throw in characters that are not relatable and are very stereotypical because you do want them to die. Right. And you don't want the audience to get so mired in the empathy that they stop investing because they're just sort of horrified at that point. So maybe that's what they were going for with the show. I don't know. I've only read the book, so I can't tell you. That is a good segue, though, to say that I do every single time that I watch it, and I've, I've, I don't even know at this point how many times I've watched it. That's exactly why I like Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Cabin in the Woods is such a fun, fun horror movie because it's so uh, purposefully meta, um, and also you get to see a. It's a Thor era uh, Hemsworth, mm-hmm. and I think if I remember correctly, it was filmed. It was filmed before he did Thor, but then released after the fact. So you got because of just how Joss Whedon and uh, who's the other dude who did fucking Buffy? Drew Goddard, not Drew Goddard. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Cabin in the Woods is fun. Um, yes. And then you know. Since I went on a tangent, I started watching the Japanese version of The Ring after we talked about it. And I've suspended my disbelief because, you know, it was how it came out in 98. I think you guys or Shane, you nailed it uh, 100% where there are different things that scare uh, us based on continent. Because there's right. a lot of moments in there where I, I know how you, like you, you watch, when you watch movies, like you, you feel the beats where you're like, oh, I was supposed to feel scared there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that wasn't scary at all. Yeah. In fact, I found myself getting bored because I was like, I, I kind of prefer the American version because, uh, it, I connected to the, the scares there better. So it kept me engaged and coming back. Yeah. It, that is definitely one that to me sort of bespoke the culture that I was raised in. And it most certainly the entire time I was watching the original one, I was like, this doesn't, the only scene, as I said, that really still made that impact on me is the, the bed scene. That's really the only one I recall that had any tangible impact on me. Yeah. Which, which has since been co-opted into a lot of other horror. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. If there, if there's one thing about Japanese horror is that it's like a, uh, it's a, you know, it sets, the path very, for, very for a lot of people. Transcending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shane, what have you been uh, watching? What have you watched? What have you done? Uh, the list thus far, uh, oh, since damn. we're still day to day. Well, I mean, I have to do one a day. That is the, those he are the rules of the game. Before, Dems yes. is the rule. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I got uh, The Witch, of course, <sighs> Ooh, which I, I adore. I still need to watch that. 
Mm. It's it's marvelous. Uh, if you have not seen it, I could not give a higher recommendation. It's nuanced and very subtle, and it is a total slow burn of a film, and it's one of the things that made me love A24. You need fucking subtitles, though. Just a fair warning. Uh, no, you don't. If if you, you actually totally have do. an ear for dialect uh, and you speak the English language, which All right, Michael, John is missing both... <laughs> Out, yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Well, I also can't read either, so that's that's where I'm reaching an impasse here. Yeah, Uh, the day two was the Satanic Rites of Dracula, which is a hammer horror picture. It stars Christopher Lee as Dracula, which is a lot of fun. Is it supposed to be uh, comedic? No. Okay, it is. Uh, the Hammer horror pictures are very stylistic, but it's it's British horror. Uh, but it also stars Peter Cushing as Van Helsing. They actually did a trio. There were there were three films that they did with the those two in combination, and they play really well off one another. Was that okay. in the sixties or seventies? That that seventies. I okay, think. okay, okay, okay. Because that was like he a lot of uh, older films. Like he was he was a very. He, I mean. Christopher Lee's a great actor in his own right, but right. he did a lot more of the serious sort of roles and stuff like that. He was very into that genre for around that time period, if I recall He was correctly. very, in this time, I, I, it's probably late 60s. I probably should look it up, but it's either early 70s, late 60s. But yeah, uh, Christopher Lee started getting painted with a very broad brush at this time because he did a lot of kind of cheesy B-horror films. And this definitely qualifies. The conceit is, is that Dracula has developed a new strain of the Black Plague, which he plans to release on the world so that only he and Van Helsing's niece are the only two individuals that are still stalking the planet for eternity. Okay. And he's going to reseed it as his own new Eden, basically. And that is what they're working towards. And Van Helsing is more a scientist than he is an occultist. He is an occultist, and uh, but still kind of more on the scientific bend. I know this is a bit of a stretch for you, Shane, because you don't really care for anime or you haven't found the right one yet. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't want to sound like a weeb here. But <laughs> Too late. speaking of the Netflix uh, Castlevania is mm-hmm. very worth checking out. And the I only watched it with dubs. Uh, so the the English dub is great. I, I think okay. I, I actually think based on what you were just describing that you will very much uh, enjoy the first season. Well, I may dip it's my like, toe in the water it's like there. Three or four episodes, and they're like twenty minutes each, so it's super easy to, okay. to like breeze through. I like cool. digestible stuff. Uh, then we'll round this out quickly. Uh, some of these are the old favorites. Sinister, yeah. of course, yes. which is a, a John and I spent an entire podcast episode talking about this back in the day, but uh, I still hold true to the fact I think that is a sixty percent perfect film. Right up until you start whipping the children into it, and then it just kind of deflates the whole thing like a flan in a cupboard, uh, as Eddie Izzard would say. Uh, it's, yeah, it gets rough once they start throwing the it white powder does. patty cake brigade in there. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, The Conjuring, of course. Nice. Uh, Poltergeist, the original one directed by Toby Hooper. Ooh. Uh, then The Blair Witch Project and The Conjuring 2, I was just watching before we jumped in today. The Conjuring 2, I saw, I saw both of them in theaters and The Conjuring 2, I went in like expecting to just love the first time through. And mm-hmm. I remember leaving the theater being like, meh, okay. Mm-hmm. But then when I rewatched it, uh, like a year later, loved it. They, 
the one thing that I feel like I can trace back to why I felt dissatisfied was it went more, a little more heavily on the CGI than the first one did. The other one felt like they had a lot more practical effects and it felt more palpable, uh, as that opposed was to. One too. Yes. And so once they start whipping in like the crooked man and, you know, it, those things get a little too hyperbolic for me. Yeah. Uh, but I still think the uh, the Valak sequences where you watch the shadow move along the wall and then blend into the painting and the painting moves, like those jump scares are horrifying. Yeah. They're very unnerving in general. And I found out, I did a little research, uh, this is not something saying we're ever going to do a topic, but that is actually based on an entity that they encountered. I vote that you do that topic because that sounds okay. really interesting. Uh, it was a, a particularly intriguing tale from when I encountered it. So, uh, yeah, we, we might throw that into the, the running here. So anyway, that's, uh, that's what I have been watching for the 31 days of horror. Michael, can we expect that you've watched anything? Um, so I can at least talk about what I will watch. I finished Big Mouth with my girlfriend, which isn't yeah, a horror totally show at all. Halloween theme. Yeah, exactly. way to be on topic. But, well, <laughs> but what I'm waiting for, which comes out on the 8th, no, well, <laughs> anyway, what I'm waiting for comes out on the 8th. It's The Haunting of Bly Manor, which is kind of like it's... That's, isn't that tomorrow? Yes, but I'm not going to be here because I'm going to be going to Kentucky. Don't time wedding. travel. Uh, technically, this is the 12th yeah, by so, the time people are hearing this, so we don't want to ruin... Recording. <laughs> uh, Clip that. I probably will. Um, so anyway, when I come back, actually the day this episode airs... Um, the goal is to start watching it. It's, uh, directed, I think, by Mike Flanagan, who did Dr. Sleep. Yes, yes, yes. I really enjoyed, uh, The Haunting Hill of Hill House. House. Yeah. Yes. Uh, her and I both enjoyed it immensely. Um, and the one review that I've seen so far has, has said that it's a superior sequel to The Haunting of Hill House. Awesome. I'm excited. Uh, have you read the book? No. But I would definitely love to uh, do that. Uh, you, I will let you borrow it. Uh, cool. I actually enjoyed it. I didn't suspect that I would. Because uh, right? you know, yes, it's uh, it, it's fairly dated, but I really enjoyed it. I I didn't expect it, but it wound up kind of taking me. And it it is very subtle, and it doesn't whip the the typical sort of like horror tropes at you. It is mostly just things are a little off. It's what I kind of hoped the Winchester film would be. Uh, in the way that it relayed the story. Okay. Where the, the house itself kind of becomes the antagonist, which is really fun. Mm, okay, okay. I do like when the house is a living, breathing thing as like mm-hmm. a, as a trope. Yeah, like Smart House, <clears throat> a Disney show. Yeah. Also, yeah. last night I, um, I had an, not, just anytime that I buy something on sale, I can't call it a Shane moment, <clears throat> but I will. <laughs> uh, I had a Shane moment where, uh, Resident Evil 3, the, the remake, uh, was on sale for 50% off. So I snagged that for 30 bucks last night. So I'm going to start going through that. I realized that I'm biting off more than I can chew. If I want to commit to playing a game within this month, because I did just start a job and hopefully, hopefully by the time this is released, I'll still be alive and not just, just buried in it. Cause I'm going to start doing uh traditional bar closes, which is going to be uh a nice little uh <laughs> the, Man, odds, uh the odds of me working halloween are super high as well uh oh. luckily though this place is gorgeous and the structure is 
beautiful. It really scratches that itch on my brain that was missing at the other location mm -hmm. where, you know, things have a rhyme and a reason and a purpose. <gasps> Ooh. And uh, the questions that you would ask that should be reasonable questions get immediately answered with a, yeah, of course it's this way. So I like that's it. nice. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, considering one, we'll follow up on Michael doesn't really technically need to watch anything that is horror based because we know where he works. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and his life is a horror show just on the daily, so we don't need to necessarily make a, a bigger impact. I mean, Stuff fair. I've seen. Indeed. But uh, furthermore, uh, I'm very excited for for you to get out and uh, exist out in the world again. Yeah, it's uh, it's time it's time for me to, you know, put put the deadbeat dad to bed. I've uh, I've I've ironed my clothes. I haven't trimmed my beard, but that's uh, on brand for the job. Um, you know, it's been fun. So what I think I'm going to start doing is just telling Albus before I go to work that I'm stepping out for a pack of smokes. And then, uh, <laughs> then I'll come back 12 hours later. There you go. There you go. What's funny is I actually ha I can sympathize because I do have a real world experience of doing exactly what you will be doing every morning at 2 a.m. Going out for to... a pack of smokes? No, I had to chase throngs of inebriated imbeciles out of a club every night when I first graduated college because I was a security guard at a resort in Lake Havasu City. Oh. And, yeah, oh. I hate the last call crew. I actually wished they had given oh, me a yeah. cattle prod because I would have shocked the living shit out of just teeming masses of teenagers and uh, college folk. That would have saved so much time. You would have cut down your like roundup time by like ninety percent. If you I did know, that. without question, yeah. it mm -hmm. will be sad not to have ten p.m. clothes as a pillow, um, like a little cushion. I'm glad that you have that experience, and the only reason, uh, gosh, so topical, and it is on the subject of horror. Um, I had to recertify uh, my Title Four training, which is you know, just what you need in Arizona to to be around you know, booze and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And for the love of God, the guy who made the program was one of the most uncomfortably Midwestern sounding fuckers uh, that I've listened to in a good long while. And he was one of those like super like you could tell that it, I think he made the program in some way, shape or form or like because, you know, you can, you know, there's different programs, different certs. Right, whatever. right. Um, he made his own videos like little example videos for scenarios and they i i was listening to him on my headphones and every time he said okay he's like okay all right <laughs> all right so so uh i'm gonna need some need some id all right all right <laughs> now did you start interjecting because you thought you were on the podcast yes i did <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of a couple times where he'd say something like, that would never fucking happen, Will. It just wouldn't happen. <laughs> He's waiting for you to start screaming at the screen, Michael, you dumb bastard. <laughs> you, what was it? Dunderfuck? Beta male cock. Yeah, yeah. Dunderfuck. Dunderfuck. That's oh. my new Did you paper like company. that I ended ended it with, with you saying Dunderfuck? I, I mean, if you're going to include anything from me, it has to either be crass or insensitive. So I'm glad you went with crass for the first run. Yeah, yeah. There, guys, listeners, we have, since last week, we have <laughs> on our Google Drive an immense amount of clips that Michael has taken since the podcast has been a thing. And it makes me 
legitimately lose my fucking mind to to read the titles. Uh, I think my favorite one uh, from last week, I think it's what made me cry, is uh, John tells Shane it's okay to off himself or something. <laughs> yes. <Is> that, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just me saying, well, you could do it if you wanted. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't get rid of me. I'm stuck with me. You're like, oh, you can, you can do it if you wanted. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to look at other things. Uh, John thinks highly of Stormy Daniels. Uh, John's vibrator at work. Um, <laughs> let's see, Shane keep, ASMR. Keep some of them, yeah, keep some, keep some of them a little, uh, you know, to to the vest here. Mike <laughs> reveals a deep truth about himself. Um, Shane is nice to Mike. It's one of my favorites. Oh, I see. Um, that one time, <laughs> Shane Actually, warns he- against stream crossing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shane's solution to uh, mouthing off. Yes, <laughs> just squirt him in the face. I, I am. I'm just very proud of these of these titles. I come up with them all myself, and I mm, it's, it's, it's the wonderful. one brilliant mark of my life. I love on it. on the sperm of the moment, as Michael is so fond of saying. Sure. I wish you give me well, too much credit. Speaking, speaking of, of things, uh, you know, coming into fruition, <laughs> oh, John I and I say, have. Speaking of giving me too much credit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, technically, you did come up with the concept for this podcast, so I suppose that's uh, that's as far down as we can go. Mm, yes. yes. And since John and I are now both trying to hit the segue at the same time, apparently we have done a couple of these episodes. I was going to say, it's fucking clockwork. Uh-huh. Uh, he and I are a bit too wired together. If only we could find a brain that works that we're sharing, we would be much better off. But unfortunately, we're just going to continue to struggle along with this half-functioning one. Yeah. That short circuit life. Faux show. Well, for those who are uninitiated to the general, uh, you know, idea of this show, what we typically do here is we will present a random esoteric topic for your consumption and consideration. And in the midst of explaining it to one another, the host for the episode will leaven in the occasional lie to throw you off the scent of all things rational. And so it is then incumbent upon the co-hosts and for you listening at home playing the home game to call out the lies and seat you and holler possibly or go ah, in Ooh. hopes of uh, you know earning some non-existent points to reward you for your due diligence and your rational thoughts and so for this evening's very spooky Ooh. installment we're going to present to you something that spawned from the anus of the internet and took twitters by the storm we bring you dear david hello uh. I will start by saying, one, I actually have a full photo reference for all of the instances that will be alluded to from every tweet that was posted to fully illustrate. So both of the boys will be looking along with us. But for those of you who want to follow along as you're listening to this episode, uh, one of the items that is going to be in the show notes is an article that I pulled a lot of these photos from. So you can actually follow along based on the link, and I will indicate which one that is in the show notes for those of you who really want to be diligent with your following. Ooh, I love it. And <laughs> I will say up front. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. <laughs> I loved it. It was Ooh. cool. Lubricate Ooh. my taint before you tickle me, big boy. Whoa. <laughs> Let's not get that far that early. <laughs> they said I didn't need the rectal exam every time I'm here, but I insisted. You gotta keep clean. <sighs> also, I just realized that I can pull up uh, what you sent us to yes. my phone instead of the laptop. So let's do it's that. It's a good idea. All right. Uh, 
And uh, as we all know, you are what you eat, and Michael's an asshole. So. <sighs> <sighs> Why do you for, speak such truths? For this, hey, it's 2020. We eat ass now. We do. This, this That's is all how I can afford. <laughs> it's a bit stringy. Um, <laughs> it's a little raw, so. but, I, you know, you take what you can get. That's oh, how we like guys, it. You guys take butt raw? I like medium. Medium well. I Rare. Don't, I, if yeah, it, I... If it moves, I, I'm good with it. I want it to be bleeding when I'm in there. Oh, so there huh? you are. Is that seven lies? Uh, the I did a John Watkins apparently. So there is a two part of uh, he nice. in the if it please you being something that is included, and then him saying if it please you when he was talking oh. to dear David. Okay, so technically yeah. I counted that as a double. So if you caught it, it would count both ways, but it's really, it doesn't matter one way I or like the other. I like the cascade lie. Yes. It's great until, you know, you hit the domino and it falls. Cause then you're like, well, there's a couple paragraphs down. Right. So those are the lies. Nice. Cool. Uh, this was a really good uh, second week of uh, of Spooptuber. Uh, I, uh, I like this one a lot. This was more traditional. Yes. It, yes. It, it falls a good, in line. A good, uh, good campfire ghost story. Uh, I enjoyed it when I first stumbled across it. I read it, I think, in 2018, around the time that it was really being publicized. And I remember feeling particularly unnerved once you started seeing the photos of the doll in the chair that's, you know, walking towards him. And then when you got the close up of the, the head next to the camera, I was like, okay, that's just, that's very, very unnerving. I do not feel like I want to get too far into this. Like it's stupid. And the rest of the things look really ludicrous, particularly when it's like the doll dropping from the ceiling. You can very easily kind of fall out of the moment. Yeah. But a couple of them are, are very, very, sort of unsettling we'll say that for sure um so i mentioned before we rolled that i've been doing something recently while we record mm-hmm. uh, masturbating might, well, i do that all the time that's not new um uh, that might fair. surprise you gentlemen because i have been i think a subtle season two arc until now that i'm shedding a light on it is that john is more prepared than usual ah um sorry i thought you were being spoopy there uh no racist um i have been keeping notes the entire time or for the past like three or four episodes in real time while we record i'll jot little things down so that i don't forget talking points or in this case you said seven lies so i just knocked them off as as we got them um so yeah so also at some point i don't know why it doesn't even matter how hard i try i um had an idea while you were presenting shane to ask you guys if you'd seen the original or the full length, the extended thriller music video, and if we talked about that. Mm, I have I, seen I've it. Probably at some point. I can't remember if I've seen just the normal one or the extended, but I something tells me I have. How long is the extended? I want to say it's about like seven minutes, seven or ten minutes. Yes, and the reason being, and it's interesting that you bring this up, because since uh, we're going to have our arc continue and we're going to bring up Joe Rogan, so uh, this, and I discovered that uh, through that, that Rick Baker, who designed all of the creature effects for an American werewolf in London, did the the metamorphosing the metamorphosing effects and the zombie makeup for the characters for all of the things in in thriller 
Oh. Based on the fact, and that is why you will notice that Michael Jackson turns into kind of like a weird cat-like kind of creature. Yeah. Because they didn't want to be one note and make it a wolf. So they changed the makeup slightly so that it wouldn't just be a rehash of the American Werewolf. But it was because of the popularity of American Werewolf in London that they elected to bring him in for that. Nice. Hmm. Well, if you haven't seen it, uh, Michael, or if you haven't seen it in a while, um, I didn't. I thought I was being punked one Halloween party ago, where they're like, "Hey, have you seen that video?" I was like, "I'm not gonna watch this this video. Like, it's not real. Like, there's no extended version." And then I was pleasantly surprised. It's actually it's a lot of fun. Mm. Um, I think what we were watching was too many cooks, and that's why when someone recommended after watching too many cooks to watch the extended thriller video, I was like, "You're fucking with me." Like, this is like a comedy or an adult swim, like, late night thing that they put together. Um, also, one more thing. Well, as I mean, for those who are listening right now, they've tuned into an episode of Too Many Cucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you guys ever, because I, I mentioned r slash uh, no sleep. Have you guys encountered one sentence horror stories? I know of it. Um, but I have not really read into it that much. I mean, I've read Gore Vidal. I'm, I'm a, a fairly literate gentleman, so I oh. have encountered these. Oh. Also. Oh. Uh, so yes, I'm a sophisticant. And how? So next week, I, I've said this at the tail end of every episode for like a month. Did we, we we've landed. We're just doing open forum Stephen King. Why we why we dig him? Um. So I can actually um suggest at least one or two ideas. Mm. Um. Because I've been thinking about this, I had a hair up my ass the other day. Uh, yes, I know. Those. I love using that. Yes, yes, yes. And I <sighs> actually almost started writing a script for the Wendigo. Uh, kind of oh, urban legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I could do if, um, if you guys were suitably interested in. This is housekeeping as opposed to episode content. Yeah. So we can, you know, do this, uh, off air if we want to, or just, you know, cut this shit out of here so we're not boring people to tears. That's probably a good idea. So Shane, you were calling Michael a liberal cuck? I mean, I'll call him any number of things. But I don't recall mentioning anything about his liberalism. Well, anyhow, uh, Dear David was fun. We didn't just have a side conversation uh, about what's coming up next. Man, that we just was... fly by the seat of our pants. So that's ham-fisted enough. I feel like I should slap it between a couple pieces of wheat and charge seven ninety-five for it at Subway. Like that's ridiculous. I feel like you don't sir. address it. People Seriously, will anyway. how can I edit that? I have no idea how I'm going to seek that in there. Oh, just just put it exactly like that. Just just crude cut. Just. Immediately, the where we start getting off track. If we track, apologize for it, it makes it, it it makes everything better, right? No, yeah. Just apologize no. on Twitter, then Sorry, we're fine, God. right? Sorry, David. Okay, here's Jesus. here's here's where we got and scene. If you have enjoyed the various meandering nonsense that you can find on Twitter, congratulations. We are also on Twitter regardless of the fact that my internet connection is unstable. So, check us out on all of your preferred providers of the networks, which are social. You can find us 
at twitter.com. We are at disinformedpod, facebook.com slash disinformedpodcast, and on Instagram at disinformedpodcast. And that is always fun. But of course, the most important thing to emphasize out of all of this is that soon enough, you will be able to find us not once, not twice, but thrice over the course of the week. Ah. And of course, we will have every Monday the podcast episode, but then every Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, you can find us on the tubes mm. of you where we do Disinformed After Dark, a glib little video companion podcast where we delve into Chuck Klosterman's hypotheticals while we burn a little time letting files compress. And then the new development every Wednesday, you will be able to find us back on the tubes of you presumably where we will be presenting for your absolute disgust and disdain the hogwarts school of prayer and miracles where we will be essaying our glorious voice actor roles yet again to bore you all into submission it's actually pronounced miracles <laughs> miraculous <laughs> It's the Scottish pronunciation is miraculous. Uh. <sighs> <laughs> I just love he's my favorite Greek hero, Miraculous. Yes. And you gotta be careful I, around his uh, ankles. And I'm Michael. Well, it's Lovecraft. My crackles. <laughs> oh, we've driven uh, Shandy, please. Drink. I was going to say, this episode, we, well, I want to kill it, but it would be the undead at this point. <sighs> oh, it's it's been dead for too long, man. Yeah. All right. Well. Oh, boy. Please. For the light of the... Oh, my God. For the night of the living dimwits, that is the Disinformed Podcast, I am Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. So long! So long. And good night. Good night. <laughs>